गाइस दिस इज योर होस्ट डॉक्टर जासमिन सिंह योर बत्तीसी वेलकम टू द सेकंड एपिसोड ऑफ बीएमटी वॉक्स दैट इज थिंक पिंक as we all know october is the breast cancer awareness month so today we have with us dr krupa shankar who is a medical oncologist guys he is an associate secretary of pmt ethics committee has won international public six national publications in pubmed index journals and is a part of three ongoing rcts as principal investigator here we uh, by rct means randomized control trials a very warm welcome sir yeah good afternoon uh, dr jasmine and uh, good afternoon to all the viewers of tuned in as well sir we i would love to start with this like exactly what is the case scenario in india like breast cancer prevalence in india absolutely i think that's a very pertinent question see uh, as far as the you know just the sheer numbers are concerned breast cancer ranks number 1 Out of all the cancers in India, right? And if you put even both the sexes put together, both males and females put together, it still accounts for number one. And if you're talking about sheer numbers, I would say about one in twenty-eight women run the risk of developing breast cancer throughout their lifetime in India, and especially in the urban versus the rural population. If you look at the numbers right. in the urban population, it's one in twenty-two women, and in the rural population, it's about one in sixty. So you know the numbers okay. are just mind-boggling. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so sir, are there basically any types or stages of breast cancer? Of course, as doctors, we have studied their various types stages of breast cancer uh, uh, pertaining to cancer also, and we have seen in many movies like there is stage one, stage two, stage three. So, what is exactly happens in breast cancer stages and types? Absolutely. So yeah, again, so these are actually two parts to your question. So the first thing is yeah. types. So types would be one would be hormone receptor dependent breast cancer. We call them the ER okay. and the PR, meaning the estrogen receptor and the progesterone receptor. So we know the ovaries are the major source of estrogen. Apart from right. that, in postmenopausal women, we know that fat and bones are also the other sources of estrogen. So uh, most of the, about two thirds of breast cancer are basically hormone driven, meaning they are hormone receptor positive breast cancer. Apart from that. you also have something called the her2 positive breast cancer which is the human epidermal growth factor receptor breast cancer and then you have the triple negative breast cancers as well essentially what i'm trying to say is the other two apart from the hormone receptor positive subtype the other two subtypes are actually much more aggressive meaning they can okay. recur and they can also spread to the other parts of the body that much more quicker and the second part of your question uh, which is the stages, the stages yeah absolutely so i th- i think we we i mean like we should all know that there are absolutely four stages as far as breast cancer is concerned so when the tumor or when the growth is confined only to the breast it's just stage 1 but when it okay. starts spreading to the axillary lymph nodes right. then it becomes stage 2 and stage 3 and stage 4 essentially means that you've got metastatic disease which means the disease yeah. is actually spread to the spread to the other parts of the body and it's at that stage that you think you you would say that the cancer is not curable you only talk about controlling the disease for a certain period of time so stages 1 to 3 curable stage 4 incurable right sir so what exactly are the risk factors for it i mean if we know the risk factors then only we can avoid it absolutely so i i think the number one risk factor again is age and followed a very close second would be obesity 
and a lot of people okay. actually attributes yeah attribute tobacco and smoking to a lot of other cancers but let me tell you sitting is the new smoking and obesity is as high a risk factor as smoking or using any other tobacco related products so these truly said sir top two yeah so these would be the top two risk factors and then you have the other risk factors like for example your early menarche or a late menopause and then not having children at all not breastfeeding and also having a late childbirth after 35 years of age having a strong family history somebody who's you know whether your aunt or your mom or somebody's got a history of breast cancer or ovarian cancer in the family so these are all the other risk factors and apart from that using oral contraceptive pills or hormone replacement therapy as well so these are the other risk factors but the major ones would be age and obesity right thank you sir so so exactly how do i know what are the signs and symptoms that i should be aware of so that i know when to uh, undergo the screening of breast cancer absolutely i think i think this is probably very very important and that's why you know we always talk about this month being pink october yeah the pink ribbon which actually symbolizes is what it, what it actually symbolizes is that it represents hope and hope for survivors and also symbolizes the fight against breast cancer so yeah. uh, just a simple self examination of breast can be done by every any you know all women above the age of 20 years and they could start around after one week after menstruation especially when they lying down or when taking bath or any of those things just look for any abnormal lump or swelling in any part of the breast or even in the yeah. axilla which is the armpits and also look for any nipple retraction or any abnormal nipple discharge it need not necessarily have to be only bloody discharge it can be right. any sort of discharge so if you notice any particular change do not hesitate because the most important thing especially as far as indian women are concerned is that they actually hesitate to talk about it or you know consult a physician about it and that's the reason why most of them present in advanced stages so uh, i think they should get rid of their inhibitions then they need not necessarily consult an oncologist but they could just meet their own family physician and get it checked and if he or she feels it's pertinent to get it further evaluated then you get a mammogram done which is nothing but a digital x-ray of the breast and right. as far as screening yeah and as far as uh, screening is concerned you know every every women over the age of 40 years especially in india because the, in the western countries it's absolutely you know a norm for everybody over the age of 50 years to get screened for breast cancer and by screening they meaning All getting right. a digital mammogram done once in a year but here yeah. in india it happens about one decade earlier meaning it starts okay. from age 40 so so yeah so you would have to start from the age of 40 and get a mammogram done every year and especially this would be applicable to the high risk subset or high risk population meaning somebody who's got a 20 to 25% risk of developing breast cancer in their lifetime and now people might ask how do i know my you know lifetime risk of developing breast cancer right. so i can tell you that there are a lot of online tools I mean, like we use the you know we use the net for a lot of things for surfing for you exactly. know for, for, yeah we could use it also to you know look at our risk for developing breast cancer so it's called the Claus et al model and okay. uh, so that you, you just, yeah so you just, you can use that and the model as well so you just have to type in get into that and type in your age your menopausal status your uh, you know family history of any malignancy and so on and so forth. So based on that, you will get a score. So if your score is high, that means yes, you have a, you know, more than twenty-five percent risk yeah. of developing breast cancer. So it's very pertinent, at least for that population, to get themselves screened 
and by screening at least getting a digital mammogram done once in a year after the age of 40 years exactly sir my next question was uh, about uh, there are many cancer cancer specialists like medical surgical and radiation oncologists to whom we should a patient should approach initially but i think you have answered it already that we should first uh, observe it by ourselves and then go to a physician and then he can take care of the further studies i guess absolutely so you know uh, whenever somebody gets referred to meet an oncologist we do something called a triple assessment so the first thing is okay. we do a clean yeah so uh, there are three parts to it first thing you do a clinical examination where you check for the lump then right. you know you get a radiological assessment done which is your scan which is the mammogram or the digital x-ray done and then based yeah. on the mammogram findings we get a biopsy done a tissue biopsy or a tissue diagnosis right so this is this is called the triple assessment so this this is how it needs to be done so they can feel free to walk in and consult their physician their their family physician would do and he or she in turn can refer them to the specialist which is the oncologist and the medical or the surgical oncologist is absolutely fine because both of them can handle the patient right sir so exactly what are the available treatments for breast cancer that we have So when you broadly talk about treatment we have three different types of treatments which are surgery chemotherapy and radiotherapy. Right. So I'll I'll just briefly touch on what what it is. So surgery sure. we, when we talk about is you know removing the breast but right now we talk about breast conservation surgery as well meaning you really don't have to lose your entire breast you just have to remove the portion of the breast which is actually affected by the tumor. So that's yeah. the concept of cosmetic surgery and breast conservation surgery or oncoplasty as we call it. Then, you know, we have chemotherapy which again right. is nothing but IV injections which are given to make sure that, you know, to take care of the micrometastasis because remember that even after surgery you can still have micrometastasis which is still pre- present in the body. You you can have circulating tumor cells which can actually, you know, Uh, help in ha- having you a recurrence you can have right. tumor come back or you can start spreading to the other parts of the body as well so to prevent that from happening chemotherapy is definitely an integral component of the treatment as well and then you have the hormonal therapy as well like i said earlier if somebody's got hormone receptor positive status meaning the estrogen receptor and the progesterone receptor being positive then you start them on hormones for 5 years as well then you also incorporate radiotherapy which is another local form of therapy meaning where non ionizing radiation is given that is also to prevent them from having a local recurrence meaning it should not come back in the chest wall so right. uh, broadly put these are the three modalities of treatment that are available and remember that breast cancer is a systemic disease it is not like it's not just a local or a regional disease where you just do local therapy or just do surgery alone and get rid of it and say that's it your treatment is over no that's not the case it's a multimodality of treatment so you do surgery chemotherapy and radiotherapy all the three components need to be integrated right uh, so exactly what are the side effects should the patient be worried about it so again a pertinent question so when you talk about <laughs> surgery and especially uh, breast conservation surgery as well see so the only we always talk about surgery when you talk about surgery we always talk about addressing the axilla as well which are the armpits so you know yeah. you talk about doing an axillary lymph node dissection meaning you take out all the lymph nodes in the axilla as well so sometimes as a as in you know consequence of that people can go on to develop lymphedema which is nothing but swelling of your upper limbs so that's right. one complication with the surgery that can happen 
and num- number 2 as far as chemotherapy is concerned you must remember that chemotherapy is not targeted therapy or immunotherapy and i'll tell you briefly the dis- difference between three modalities so chemotherapy yeah. basically acts on all the rapidly dividing cells in the body meaning uh, even the normal cells as far as the tumor cells so that's why you can have a lot of hair fall can have a lot of nausea vomiting tiredness fatigue and your wbc counts can drop all this is because chemotherapy acts also on the normal cells whereas with targeted therapy it acts only on the tumor cells because you're looking at specific targets on the tumor cells that's why it's called targeted therapy so you're minimizing your adverse effects and also making sure that all the drug reaches only the tumor cells and whereas with immunotherapy basically to put it in a nutshell i would say you're basically stimulating your immune response and making sure that your immune cells your immune uh, immune immune response basically identifies the tumor cells and seeks out and destroys them so that is how you know simply put how immunotherapy works so uh, the, the again the adverse effects with targeted therapy and immunotherapy are much lesser because you, they are highly targeted forms of treatment yeah. and as far as radio yeah and as far as radiotherapy is concerned well you will only have local side effects like scarring of the breast again you, you can have a lot of skin peeling sometimes ulceration and necrosis but they are all only local side effects so uh, you know these would be the adverse effects from treatment okay uh, sir for most people they don't know that uh, why it's difficult to treat cancer i guess it's because the cancer cells are very similar to our normal body's healthy cells so it's difficult to identify which of them are which is that the case absolutely so when you talk about uh, cancer cells we always tell i mean like say that they are immortal cells because they don't die at all they keep yeah. on dividing and they keep on multiplying the mitosis keeps happening and they never die so they they call immortal cells so what happens is basically these cancer cells they evade the immune system by posing as normal cells and that they do by by posing something called pd1 which is program death ligand 1 and the receptor so they pose okay. by so you know they actually express these uh, pd1 on their surface and they fool the immune system into thinking that they are actually normal cells and that's <laughs> right. where the most recent concept of immunotherapy has kicked in where you're cutting off the supply of those pd1 by using pd1 inhibitors or programmed death one inhibitors so once you do that then your immune system is able to identify the the cancer cells as foreign cells or you know tumor cells and seek out and destroy and kill them so i think yeah absolutely right right uh, sir we all are really worried that okay w- once i got the cancer it's treated so now what's the next step can i get it re- can cancer reoccur once treated absolutely uh, and like i said earlier yes definitely yes uh, any cancer can definitely reoccur which is why it's very important to be on regular follow up and surveillance and do your regular checkups as well but you must remember that the risk of recurrence is dependent on the stage and a few risk factors like exactly. for example yeah. absolutely like for example if i were to somebody with stage 1 breast cancer the risk of recurrence would be only around 10% but somebody with stage 2 or stage 3 the risk could go up to 30 to 40% so you know it's all dependent on the stage and also certain risk factors so which is why it's very important for them to be on regular follow up once in 3 months and after 2 years it's once in 6 months and then getting themselves a yearly mammogram as well so it's very important for them to be on regular follow up 
राइट सर चलो लेट्स बी ऑनेस्ट एंड लेट्स डिस्कस अबाउट द सर्वाइवल चांसेस ऑफ ब्रेस्ट कैंसर द पीपल हु हैव नॉट लाइक ट्रीटेड कंप्लीटली बट सो व्हाट एग्जैक्टली आर देयर सर्वाइवल चांसेस सो आई मीन लाइक टू पुट इट अगेन इन नटशेल अगेन योर सर्वाइवल विल डिपेंड ऑन द स्टेज एट व्हिच यू आर पिकिंग अप द ब्रेस्ट कैंसर सो व्हिच इज व्हाई इफ यू लुक एट द वेस्टर्न कंट्रीज अगेन वी ऑलवेज टॉक अबाउट द वेस्टर्न कंट्रीज हैविंग अ बेटर सर्वाइवल बिकॉज़ दे हैव बेटर एक्सेस टू ट्रीटमेंट दे हैव यू नो एंड एंड सो ऑन एंड सो फॉर्थ बट दैट्स एक्चुअली नॉट ट्रू एंड आई आई टेल यू व्हाई बिकॉज़ दे हैव रेगुलर स्क्रीनिंग प्रोग्राम्स व्हिच मींस दे कैन they can uh, easily detect cancers at a very early stage and remember early detection is the key to preventing and also curing cancer so they are able to pick up 100%. much more of their cancers at stage 1 and 2 and hence their cure rates are much better and hence the survival is much better does not mean that they have access to better treatment and that's the only reason absolutely not so which is why again you know a screening and surveillance becomes very important even in the indian population and i think that's something which we need to replicate because like you rightly said the chances of survival when we talk about survival we talk about 5 year overall survival so so, so right. somebody with stage 1 breast cancer they can i mean uh, the survival rates around 80 to 90% somebody with stage 2 again it's it's around 70% stage 3 it drops to around 40% and again stage 4 we know it's not going to be they're not going to be cured completely so stage 4 the five year survival drops to around 15% so you know it's right. it's all dependent on the stage where you're able to pick it up so that's why screening becomes of paramount importance exactly uh, sir do we have any government schemes or insurance plans to help patients with breast cancer uh, so that you know the cost of treatment gets reduced absolutely I think this is just another popular misconception as well. People always think that cancer treatment is humongously expensive and is exorbitantly priced. Well, let me tell you, uh, even in Tamil Nadu, we have the CMCHIS, which is the Chief Minister's Comprehensive Health Health Insurance Scheme. And apart Correct. from that, you have the Pratan. Yeah, and apart from that, you have the PM scheme as well, which is the Pratan Mantri Yojana scheme as well. Yes. So you have so many schemes where even people below the poverty line or even you know under the in the low socio-economic strata can also get their treatment completely free of cost. And not only in government hospitals, but even in medical colleges and even in a few private hospitals as well, where these schemes are applicable. So everything, including your surgery, your chemotherapy, and your radiotherapy, get covered under these common schemes. I think that that's something which needs to reach out to the general public as well. Right. Sir, I would love to know what is the exact role of uh, genetic testing um, and counseling in breast cancer. You have mentioned about the counseling part, but what about the genetic te- testing? Absolutely. I I think right now we have evolved. I mean like we've come a long way from the times of just doing surgery alone and saying okay you're cured. So we have we moved on to personalized medicine. and talking about you know uh, individualizing treatment for every single patient so i think that's where genetic testing really comes in and anybody uh, the current recommendations are that anybody with a diagnosis of breast cancer needs to get a genetic counseling done so you need to tell them about a pre-test counseling and a post-test counseling as well meaning you okay. tell them the implications of why they need to go go through the test and then post-test would be what do you do with the rep- results and especially somebody with a strong family history 
or somebody with bilateral breast cancer or somebody with uh, you know male with breast cancer male breast cancer or somebody with breast and ovarian cancer these are all a few indications and somebody with triple negative breast cancer less than 60 years or any female less than 45 years with breast cancer all these are indications for genetic testing so always remember anybody with a diagnosis of breast cancer you must get a genetic counseling done and then take a call on genetic testing as well right right thank you so much sir this was so much impactful our discussion and we all are so pleased to have you here thank you so much pleasure pleasure thank you so much for the opportunity and pleasure is mine as well thank you sir uh, so guys this was the second episode of bmt walks i am dr jasmine singh signing off take care stay healthy thank you